Luke chapter 22, starting with verse 7. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparation for us to eat the Passover. Then skip down to verse 14. When the hour came, Jesus and his disciples reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, gave it to them saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. The Lord's Supper. I remember when I was growing up at the First Baptist Church of Rockwall, we had the Lord's Supper on Sunday night, tacked on to the end of a service. It was kind of like, we know we have to do this, but we don't really want to, so we'll get it out of the way. I think one of the reasons we did that was because back in, uh, you know, not very long ago, we Baptists thought that we were pretty much the only true church. It was called landmarkism and uh, said that the Baptist church was the landmark church. And so if you weren't part of the Baptist church, you really weren't part of a real church. And so you couldn't partake in the Lord's Supper. And so they avoided a lot of uneasy situations because they would have it at night when only the faithful few would be there. No visitors, see. We don't believe that anymore. In fact, most of us never believed that. But anyway. The fact of the matter is that the Lord's Supper is a symbol. And symbols are funny things. A symbol tells more about you than they really tell about themselves. For they are only as meaningful as we allow them to be. Take the American flag, for example. Many of us have great pride and we want to honor and respect that flag. Some, it's just a piece of cloth. For some... They want to make a statement by not respecting the flag. If you watch a NFL football game today, they will show people that will kneel or sit or turn away from the flag because they're trying to make some kind of statement. I was at a football game yesterday. It was the first time I'd been at a game since all of this started, and, and I caught myself standing a little straighter and holding my hand over my heart, which normally I didn't do. Because I wanted to show respect when I felt like others were not showing respect. Back during World War II, the Battle of Iwo Jima, the bloodiest battle ever fought by the United States Marine Corps. The island was 2.4 miles wide and 4.45 miles long. And in that little bitty piece of property, 6,891 American Marines were killed. And over 18,000 were wounded. On the fifth day of the battle, some American GIs made it up to the very highest point on the mountain, 
a place called Sarabachi, Mount Sarabachi, and put up an American flag. The Japanese saw the flag and they were so incensed that they attacked immediately. And you've seen the famous picture of the Marines putting the flag up on Mount Sarabachi. Several of those Marines never made it down off that mountain because the Japanese were so incensed they attacked immediately. And some of those guys were killed right there. The two American GIs were interviewed after the battle. And they said, one of them said, I saw that flag and it made me feel better. And I didn't think anything in the world could make me feel better on that wretched island. Another one said, it didn't really make that much difference to me. I just wanted to stay alive. Symbols mean different things to different people. And so I want to ask you this morning, how important is the symbol of the Lord's Supper to you? You know, we Baptists have have seen the abuses of symbols and symbolism by some of our Christian brethren. And quite honestly, for years, we really shied away from symbols. I mean, years ago, you would have never seen a cross on a Baptist church. You'd see a steeple, right? Pointing to heaven. But you wouldn't see a cross. My church in San Antonio, we had these two nice ends, and and we had these crosses on, on the top of both the cupolas. But times had changed. Back in the old days, you'd never done that because we were afraid of symbols. But make no mistake, the symbolism of what we call the Lord's Supper was very important to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. His time in the upper room with His disciples was a solemn and it was a holy time. Jesus had already told His disciples that He was going to leave them. We find in John 14, 1 through 6, Jesus telling them, it's one of my favorite scriptures. He says, fellas, don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I'm going to go there and prepare a place just for you. And after I prepare that place just for you, I'm going to come back and receive you into myself. So that where I am there, you may be also. You know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas, you know, he, he asked the questions I would ask. <laughs> he said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How, how do we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. You see, Jesus, that was a very special and, and, and holy time for Jesus because he was saying goodbye to his, his disciples. He had already told them that. And our text today has told us how Jesus made all the preparations. He had been with these men for three years. They had left everything to follow Him. And He knows from here, there's the Garden of Gethsemane. After that, there's the arrest, the trial, the abuse, the beatings, the walk to Golgotha, the cross. Jesus knows all of that's ahead of Him. He loves these men, but He also knows they they won't be there with Him. He knows that Peter's going to deny Him, and He knows that the rest of the men are going to scatter, and they're not going to be there with Him. No, Jesus knew that He had to walk this road alone, and yet 
He wants them to understand what it means. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. This cup is the cup of the new covenant. This new covenant is brought about through my blood, which is poured out for you. You see, this new covenant is God's promise of forgiveness, but God's promise of forgiveness only comes through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. You see, your access to the very presence of God only comes through Jesus' sacrifice. No other way. No other way. So Jesus Christ says to us this morning, will you join me around the family table? Will you come humbly? Will you come obediently? Will you come in a worthy manner? Paul talks about that in one of our other scriptures. Will you come in a worthy manner? Will you repent of your sin? Will you turn away? Will you ask for forgiveness? Will you come to the table in a worthy manner? Will you leave your past behind? Will you leave your worries behind? In a, in a, a symbolic way of saying it, will you leave your cell phone behind in the sense that will you leave your worries and all the things that occupy your mind all day long, every day, will you leave all those things behind? And will you just come to the table this morning? And will you partake in this, this supper that, that I'm asking you as my children, I'm asking you as my brothers, I'm asking you as, as those that have been redeemed by my blood, will you come this morning and will you partake of this Supper that I am asking you to do until I come back. You see, I think that, that we haven't made near enough of the Lord's Supper. If it was important to Jesus, it ought to be important to us. Amen? And so, we've talked about it. You know, one of the, th one of the things that we Baptists are really really bad about is we, we're really good at talking about it and never getting around to it. And so we've talked about it. And here in a few minutes, we're going to do it. And so I ask you, as you come this morning, as you come, that you will come obediently, humbly, openly, with a heart full of thanksgiving and gratitude, Lord Jesus, thank you so much. This is your body which was broken for me. I do this in remembrance of you. This is your blood that was spilled for me. I do this in remembrance of you. I am all in. I'm part of the family. I want to be what you want me to be. As I come today, I recommit myself to being the person you've called me to be. So I'm going to pray here in a minute and folks are going to come up and what we're going to ask you to do is take the cracker and dip it in the juice and then take it.
This is my body which is broken for you. In the same way, this cup represents my blood and it institutes the new covenant of forgiveness and grace.